Okay, the KOTL Army. We just, quick announcement right off the top, Randy. It's been a while. Hit 100,000 followers on Instagram. Fucking, uh, it's been a bit of a trip, my friend. I remember when 10K was, I remember when starting out saying, I just want to get to the, you know when it goes to on Instagram, double digits, and you no longer see four digits, you just see two with a K behind it. I remember that was a goal, starting out. I remember when it was just you and I. Yeah, well, yeah, I watched shit, but nobody knew shit. And then um, I remember it was a big deal of like a big name person liked, commented, or even acknowledged. And now we got like year-end awards, podcasts every week, biggest names in the game on it. So uh, fuck, man, it's been it's been a hell of a trip. I mean, it's a time for us to say thank you to all you guys and all the lifters and everyone who's been part of this because it's been a been exciting for us to say the least. To be able to take this to a, a different level and just keep continuing with it. I mean, it like, it's crazy how like it starts off out of nothing and all of a sudden it's like if we repost somebody or give a shout out or whatever, it's like, damn man, you made it. Like all you know, that all that person's all their boys, like you made it on KOTL. If we like, you know, if we ask somebody, like big name people, you want an interview, it's a it's a big deal. Hop on the show and talk, everyone's like, Can you got spots available? We would love to be get an interview going. Like it's Man, to and and like we started out just to in powerlifting. There's not a lot of avenues to highlight stars, right? The mainstream media really doesn't give us much shine. So this is basically how we make it. We got to make it through social media, and we've done. In terms of any sport, powerlifting's done it. Well, as much as as much as it means to everybody who who gets on the Instagram site or gets through the interviews, it means a lot to us when we see the posts that they're that excited to say that they finally made it on there or something, you know, it's... Yeah, it makes you take stock, holy shit, really? We, it just, ah, man, it's, it's happened so quick. But grinding literally every flipping day, you know, and, and constantly just like, repost and stand on the game, coming up with like the KOTL awards, doing polls. It wasn't just us giving out these awards at the end of the year. Lifters of the year come back. We literally polled, you know, the who's who of powerlifting and calculating the votes and shit. There's a lot of work behind this, man. For uh, no money. We, yeah. <laughs> no no fucking money. money. It's for the love of the game. Don't get it twisted. No goddamn money. You don't see any advertising, do you? Okay, so if you see some t-shirts come up sometime in the future, please don't bitch. Oh, no, not a t-shirt. Sorry. Working fucking a full-time job and then a part-time job for free. But, um, yeah, man, I mean, I'm excited for the future. Um, obviously, we, we made some great strides, and uh, we moved on to the audio, and I think this is where the future's at. And, uh, fuck, man, onwards to 200 next, right? Yeah. Or do we just move past 200, and the next goal is quarter mil? How so. much cooler is it? Look, look, at like 200 is a barrier. How much, cool, how much cooler is it to be like, how many people follow you? Quarter mil? Yeah, I quarter mil? I say quarter million so that you guys that want to get on there can start getting your friends to like this shit. That's right, you are. <laughs> quarter million? But, um, so yeah, it's been it's been a trip. We could do a little look back at who some of our favorite guests were. I think for me, fucking Screamers. That was amazing. Uh, Screamer Joey Sullivan off the top of my damn head. I, me personally, it was uh, Brandon Allen. I just oh Brennan Allen oh fuck yeah Brennan Allen I, I, I feel oh, that whole thing it was just it was Brennan Allen was an amazing interview the guy's got a he's a hell of a personality like we need people like him I want to talk about that in a second because uh, but the U.S. Open is a good transition the U.S. Open with Ashton taking a little flack 
But um, before we get into that real quick, so remind me, okay, about that. But before we get into that, yeah, Brendan Allen. Also, I remember before we had a single episode up, people like Kimberly Walford, Marissa Inda, who was, you know, fucking Instagram famous too. Michael they, Moreno. They were all like, they were all, Michael Moreno, yeah. yeah. They were all like, yeah, we'll do it. That's it. It's no no questions asked. Like, Marissa Inda was on Ellen. She's like, fuck it. I got an hour to hop on there, shoot the shit, tell you about things. Some people, when you first start out, they're looking at, like, this is at the time we had, what, like, 30,000 followers, no episodes, and some people thought they were too big. Yeah. You know, and now it's kind of like you'll, you'll have people asking to get on. But um, I'm going to kick this guy out. Yeah, man, it's been a hell of a trip. I, w- I would say uh, the Britain and Ellen episode definitely stands out, man. We've had some, see, you have some like guests like that who are super funny and have some crazy stories. Ben, Ben Pollock was a wicked one too. I liked that. I was water cutting. T, T story was phenomenal. Yo, man, T Papuya. Yeah. We got to drop that one again. Um, him chasing that world record. For just like, just it this took whole me, story from a childhood he, to where he He's is. a Nigerian nightmare. Yeah. Right? That was his nickname. We talked about that. And he was cutting, chasing a world record in the weight class. I think it was like five attempts. Just every single time he missed it, there's a hell of a story behind it. And like, spoiler alert, he fucking nails a world record. But seriously, you could write a, a book on this guy chasing down this world record. When I'm having a bad day, I just think about his Gatorade story and it makes me laugh every time. Dude, he was, oh, he cut like 30 pounds. Oh, we'll get into the weight cuts at the US Open. He, he cut like crazy amount of weight and he was going to school to be a fucking doctor. They talk about work ethic, man. Don't yeah. make excuses. This dude was on his grind. But anyways... Enough of reminiscing. Let's get into uh, the U.S. Open recap. Um, I mean, shit, there was some some major surprises. We could start on um, the women's end. Let's start with the, the women. First off, right off the top, you know, I get people on Instagram straight up saying, I think some kid called me a Steffi Cohen dick rider. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, was hey, first off, fuck you. <laughs> I'm a fucking Steffi Cohen. She's there's nothing more emasculating than saying I'm a fucking dick writer. This woman's half my size. Fuck you. I'm a fan, okay? I'm a fanboy. Call me a fanboy. Don't call me a dick writer. But um, but yeah, I'm a dick writer. But uh, so she she like everyone was saying before. Not everyone was saying, but there's some people. By far more people behind Steffi Cohen. I'm not trying to act like people are shitting on Steffi. But she's definitely the most popular. She's the hottest thing going right now in our she's sport. A, she's a poster child right now. What happens right now? When you're the hottest thing going in, like whether it's music, movies, whatever, we know you're gonna have haters. For every time you get too damn big, you're gonna have haters, right? But you know the thing about her, she wasn't. It's not like she went into the open shit talking saying she was gonna be. No, the number no, one she wasn't. She doesn't she have to. She's humble. too damn popular. Right. She was. She was actually humble as fuck. Like she didn't say anything about coming no. out and saying. If she did, it would have been bad. Yeah. If she did, and she could have, because God knows she can back it up. But if she did, imagine what people see. Like so. Anyways. When you get this big, and this happens, you'll see this with every damn thing. It's like it's cyclical. I swear to God, you see it. It's like comes in cycles. Some people automatically go against the grain and be like, she's not going to live up. Um, she bombed on the last few episodes open one time, and all of a sudden, it's like she doesn't show up to the big meets. You know, I mean, it's one of those deals where um, it's just a natural human reaction. When some people are tooting someone's horn, some other people want to see them fail and start talking shit. So when we would post, we'd have people be like, I can't wait till the U.S. Open rolls around and all these Steffi Cohen dick riders get exposed and blah, 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 and start, like, I'm going to laugh at them. And Steffi Cohen walks in there. I just want to quote this Wilkes right off the top, okay? She hit a 642 Wilkes, literally hitting the highest Wilkes of all time when she did it. 
literally that performance, when she laid that performance down, was the greatest performance we'd ever seen by a woman in any weight class. We'll get to CC in a hot minute. But that's what she laid down after literally missing her first squat, missing the second squat, and every, you know people watching that stream being like, I fucking thought so. You know, that's what, that's what I thought, that's what I thought so. Comes back with her, with her back to the wall, nails that third squat, 200 kilo, 440 pounds. Remember, she weighed in at 119 pounds. And then um, I messaged Steffi after that happened, and I was like, just wait till that bar hits the floor. Because that's where Steffi shines. We know that's where, like, she's solid everywhere. But um, that's where she signs. Ended up pulling a 518 pound dead. And um, it was, so she hit 642.78 uh, Wilkes. And then the defending champion, Mariana, hit a 642.15. Another amazing performance. Well, it, it got broken. The largest Wilkes got broken three times in the same day by three different women. Mariana first, then then Steffi, and then CC. And how thick is that competition, man? And, and look at, look at, Mariana did nothing wrong. Like, she defending her title, and she's already won it. But, like, it's, you, you just, the level of competition in this. Well, that Wilkes had held on for a long time, too, by Eva Dunbar. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was that was the reigning the reigning highest Wilkes ever scored. And there's um there were some surprises for myself. Okay, so I'm gonna get into the predictions in a second because I got I got some gloating to do with my prediction. If you remember, my man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, there we go. Enough said. But one thing I didn't see coming. I gotta be honest. Stacy Burr. I thought you know she was a hell of a contender. She came in like a fireball. Like on social media, she was a fireball. We put a post um, a poll up asking if Stacey Burr going to win it, and she had messaged, like, she was uber confident, you know, like, like a, she, and she should be, as you got to be, yeah. obviously, and she, and she has every right to be, man, she's incredibly strong, but just gave a post saying she did not have the day she wanted, and that's gutting. I think if you've been in the game long enough, um, you've all, you're, you're going to have those tough days. And there's nothing sh more, makes someone more shitless is when someone has a bad day and you're reveling in it. <laughs> you suck. It's like, fuck, man. Like, especially when you're on the top and the high stakes, everybody's watching the stream and there's so much money on the line, right? So um, Stacy had a rough day. A few of the other girls had a rough day. At the top of my head, those were the girls that really I was watching. Um, but one girl that I... We, we've been reposting Cece for a hot minute leading into this. Yes. And when we did the preview show, I said, I think she's coming. And I asked, like, this is our time. And she was my pick. Well, you, you and I and Grace all had her on there as, as someone. But I think I said her first. I don't think so. I think I said her strongest. No. I think I was her biggest backer. <laughs> I think you guys recounted and said, you know what, let's get behind Cece. Because her boy six-pack is. I swear, look at, let, let's just take a quick fucking look at Cece's numbers now. She had uh, this all-time world record in squad deadlift total. So without wraps... 119, but she definitely wore wraps that she day. She had a 606 deadlift. Yeah, just a crazy... She was in the 600s, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. 617 squat. Yeah. And yeah, three, that's just... 363-pound bench. And uh, her Wilkes... Now, okay, we just said Steffi Cohen was 642, was the highest Wilkes. Cece came in there and had a 664.95 Wilkes. Absolutely obliterated everybody. And I'm a, a quote-unquote Steffi Cohen dick rider. Dude, she, like, she's on another level. When you watch this, here's the good and the bad of it, okay? It's phenomenal, and everybody is super excited to see it, and we're going to have her on the show, 
And and I actually can't wait to hear her story. Like she came out of it feels like she came out of nowhere. I'm sure she had been working hard for a while, but in terms of the forefront where everyone else was to know who she is, feels like she came out of nowhere. But when you win that drastically, when you literally, it's not just by a few points, you obliterate. It wasn't like the men's were, we'll get into that. People are almost taking it with their last deadlift, but it comes out of their hands at the last second. It wasn't close like that. It was a straight up shit kicking like Mike Tyson in the 80s. It's almost, it's good and bad only because the next championship rolls around. Is it going to become, you know, it gets less and less dramatic if someone's just a runaway favorite. Like, can anybody stop CeCe? Well, here, I, but the only one I think that's going to stop her now is herself. Yeah. Is because if I'm not mistaken, she had a nine for nine day. Well, I think she actually might have passed on her last day. You know, they don't have the scorecards up yet. And um, so the live stream, you don't got a commentator telling you, is it three for three so far and what they're expecting in the jockeying. And you don't have a scorecard to balance it out. And you're flipping between sometimes between two different channels to catch up. So it's a little difficult. Obviously, the big... The big heavy hitters, I tried to make sure I seen them all, but if I missed them, flipping between the YouTubes, I, I had no scorecard to check. You know what I mean? Uh, but uh, one, of the, one of the things I had actually missed, so Cece, obviously a beast. We're going to have on their show, and we're going to talk about her story. Her husband, I believe is her husband, same last name, messaged us saying like, it meant a lot that she had this performance and she's getting this shine. But um, one, of the, one of the people I missed, let's flip over to the men's. Um, I missed the John Hack his opening squat, which was his only squat attempt. And I was shocked to shit because John, we had talked before, he's a Terminator, right? John, but, John shows up to compete, but I had read something on there that said that he had either one or two quad tears on there. So, so it doesn't matter who you are when that no. happens to you. It, there was problems when uh, John wasn't wearing wraps and he's just wearing sleeves when he's training in wraps. And it's kind of like what the shit's going on. And apparently it's the wraps that are fucking him up. So here's a question I got for you. You're going to be in the U.S. Open. It's untested, but you want to do a natty. Everybody's wearing um, wraps, but you're wearing sleeves. Do you say, I'm going to continue in the U.S. Open? If, if you want to continue in sleeves, going natty, you're at such a disadvantage. Or do you go over to the IPF, back to the IPF? But the one thing, the, one, the only reason why I'm thinking, like, oh, like, or right off the top when I ask that question, I'm thinking, look, if you're going to be natty and you're going to wear... Sleeves, not wraps. What's the sh what's the sense? You're not going to win like that. Except, goddamn, John Hackett at Max Test Day about six weeks out, and damn if old boy didn't pull seven seven one squat like I believe seven hundred if I'm not mistaken. Bench five hundred. The the pause was a little quick, but still, like his numbers, like absolutely, he could he could he could do damage or be a contender. So it's like, answer, what do you do? To answer your question, it's fifty thousand dollars. Yeah. So that's, that's where it all breaks down. You, 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 can, you figure it out, but it's 50K. He already, he already won at the IPFs, and, and it's just for him, I mean, to, to win again, what is it to win? Yeah. Like I, get, I get being the world champion, but it's being an all-time world record holder with $50,000. It's, it's, well, I think, yeah, because they pay for the records. It's 40K and then 1K for winning your division, right? Well, what, regardless, whether yeah. it's 40K, 50K, let's not pretend that that changes yeah. our opinion. <laughs> but uh, true enough. But um, yeah, like 40, 40k, man. You win, you you that could like double someone's salary. And you know, it's, like it's, I mean, let's face it, the difference in the two federations. I mean, it's it's just that that tight, stingent, like that's the IPF. Like I yeah. mean, staying in that that thing, you have to. Like I was watching Brett Gibbs just have to put up a thing about where he was in the last sixty days. Mm -hmm. Like he has to post every single thing in there of what you're doing and what's going on. And, 
It's yeah. a lot. That's like what I do with my girlfriend. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Keep a handle on that shit. Um, yeah, I mean, fuck it. It is what it is. It's different. Uh, also, another bomb out coming over from the USAPL um, is Ashton. Let's talk about that for a hot second. Ashton, we reposted, was talking some big shit. Yeah. And um, Ashton had a killer, killer training camp. Maybe too killer. He might have left his best in training. Um, God knows I've done that before. Probably all have at some point. You get excited. Uh, and, and he was definitely, judging by his post, crazy excited going into this. And sometimes you don't roll. You don't hold back. RPE is out the goddamn window. You're just hitting certain numbers you want to hit. I want to pull a hundo before I go in there. I, I think his was a back strain or something is what happened. But yeah. uh, his, whole, his whole day was shot down to pieces after that. Like it was, for somebody who talked so much about it, I mean... He talked huge shit. He, he, he definitely had a big, uh, like he had plan. post, big game plan, but he had posts saying like, wait, do you see? Like I'm unveiling the full package. The world will see. I'm unchaining the beast. And you know what? Some people, like I had said earlier, they love, like when a guy talks shit like this, they want to see him get humbled. And they want to see that. Me, I'm a, I'm as big, I'm a fan of Muhammad Ali, Conor McGregor. That's where me and you have differences. <laughs> but we both like Ali and shit. Like I love the guy, like the guy, girl, Bold say it. He wasn't talking shit about competitors. He wasn't saying, he's saying I'm going to crush competition. But he wasn't singling someone out being like, this guy squats weak. This guy's a bitch. Whatever. He wasn't like being a jerk. To know. And when he's there, he's a respectful young man. He'd shake your hand, whatever. It's not like he's trying to pull some tough guy shit. But he's, I, if everybody was vanilla and everybody was no shit talking, you know, it's hard. It's hard to get excited when people are just... It just doesn't create rivalries. It doesn't create... And <laughs> sports need rivalries. People will, people will talk about who they think and who's going to be the, the top two contenders in each class and whatever yeah. else, but without people talking shit, there's no rivalry. No, exactly, man. You need, you need something. And it doesn't have to be offensive, like single a certain guy up. But I own it, like, fuck, man. Look well, at, you need like, a villain. You, well, it's, you need a villain. You need your heroes. You need... If he's like, I guess I, I, I got to wear that hat. Yeah. You know, then let him. Hats off. And people who are like online oh, be like, oh, you got humbled. You just talk so much shit. You're just setting yourselves up, man. Like you, whenever someone like says they're going to do something, puts themselves out of it. When you celebrate someone's losses, it says a lot about you. That's some petty shit, you know? Well, especially when you're not competing. Especially if you're not competing. There's a difference between the competitors talking shit about yeah. somebody they're, they're competing against yeah. and, the, and the people, the audience. Who are just talking shit. Yeah. It's easy to be the expert on the field, or sorry, expert in the stands, talking about the man in the field. Yeah. I mean, like, you should have done this, you should have done that. We talked about real quick, um, I, we're big both UFC fans, use an analogy, just, we, Mighty Mouse, people say could be pound for pound the best, the best fighter in the world, okay? So picture pound for pound the best power lifter. But Mighty Mouse can't sell a pay-per-view and no one gives a shit about him. It's not because it's not he's small. He is small. But Conor McGregor is a goddamn featherweight. And he's the highest grossing, biggest pay-per-view seller. And he's a featherweight. So it wasn't just the size. But the guy won't talk shit. The guy just doesn't want to. Michael Bisping sat with him in a bus one time um, when they're going around in the touring and events promoting. And he's like, dude, why don't you just open your damn mouth, make some predictions, say some shit. Say what you're going to do. Not and, he's, and Mighty Mouse said... But how foolish would I be if I lose? If I what if I predict a knockout and I, it goes distance? What if I predict and Michael Bisping, who's a big shit talker and probably not nowhere near as skilled as Mighty Mouse, but would crush him on pay per views and, and relevancy? Said, dude, you're not looking at it right. You gotta you gotta swing to hit out the park and not just take the safe first base. 
But it could be also a mental thing. Like he could be going in thinking he doesn't want to jinx what he's had going for so many years, right? It so, is. I, mean, I just I respect some I respect it. You know what Ben Pollock, the total opposite would be, and they were going head to head, would be Ben Pollock, who literally dipped from social media for a hot minute and just like trained and, and, and literally had people wondering whether or not he's gonna show. I had people messaging saying, is this guy even is he he's on the roster, he's listed, is he competing? Didn't even know. And Ben Pollock goes in there, we all know, he finished up. I believe he took first in his weight class. Um, but uh, so, I mean, there, there's, and I respect that too, man. I'm a huge fan of Ben. I, I, I respect the no-nonsense reproach. All I'm saying is but I, I, don't, I don't respect when people sh- shit-talk a shit-talker just because he is a shit-talker. I, I, I think with the amount of ball modes and injuries that happened during the last two U.S. Opens, there is a reason why some of these people aren't saying much. Because yeah, they were, they were, they were they coming. Should. They were coming in, you know, with the, the, the biggest poles, the biggest squats, the biggest benches they've ever done, and didn't make it through their first squat. Well, let's talk so. about it. Like first off, um, for those who don't know, so the whoever who won the lightweight men's, um, Rastislav Petkov from Bulgaria, uh, just an absolute beast. He he hit 600 wilts, and I think he became the lightest man ever to hit 600 wilts. I'm just reading this up right now. Um, like I said, I don't got the official scorecards ahead of me, so we're kind of flipping through here. But he had a phenomenal performance, obviously in the lightweight men's. Um, you know, there's some discipline. This, this takes nothing away from Petkoff's win, by the way. But probably the story of, besides him winning, a lot of people were looking for some of these big names like Hack Bombed, Ashton, tons of hype around him, tons of hype. He defeated an I, a reigning IPF world champion to take his USAPL title. He bombed uh, Malik. Only hit his openers. Another heavy favorite, Joey Sullivan, missed weight and couldn't even lift in the lightweight men's. So it became a story of a story of almost not a story. You know what I'm saying? Like a story of like shit. We could have had. You talking about rivalries? We need rivalries. We need dog fights. And the biggest story of that day, and besides the women's, was um, a lot of guys just not showing. You know, and, and even like Malik, who, who we crazy hyped leading into the, with the preview show, just hit his openers and had to peace out on that. I mean, everyone's got who knows what's going on behind them. You know, like there's some big weight cuts. Maybe some people got to reevaluate. Obviously, Joey Sullivan missed weight. And um, even when Ben Pollock um, took the 90 kilo, he, had, he, he came out and missed his deadlift opener. And this is after everybody was bombing around him. Ashton only hit his opener. He gave the high, the, the wave, I'm done, and walked off. So we knew Ashton bombed. John bombed. We knew Joey didn't make weight. Uh, Malik was having a tough day. So he came out when he missed his opener. I swear to God, man, I was like, get the fuck out of here. I can't take it anymore. <laughs> if he does, if he, I, I was like, if, and he got it like, I mean, three inches off the ground, the dead came out of his hands. I was like, if, I swear to God, I told my girlfriend when we were watching, if Pollock doesn't get a goddamn dead, like seriously, I was gonna be crushed. And we like he's a he's an alumni for the show. But you also notice what happened though, he's having a problem with hook. He yeah. tore his hand open. So apparently the new kabuki bars, like there were some people that really raved about it, some people that weren't as big a fan with it. And what I what I seen on there was that it was the hook grips. Yeah. The people who pulled hook grip had an issue with it and everyone else and um, they mentioned that they are going to go back and look at these bars before they put them in production. To oh no shit, this man reevaluated. Reevaluated because these bars were just introduced for the US Open. They were they wow. were brought out. So they're going to reevaluate why they're having problems with that because it was one of the biggest complaints from the hook grips. But it was uh, that's what that's what happened. I mean, he came out and he. Uh, well, I mean, uh, fuck, that's kind of a big big sw- stage with that many. But he switched his grip and pulled it like nothing yeah. the next time. So. Yeah. 
And he was, he let out like a warrior cry after he pulled it. We reposted. And it was a good, like, man, I fuck, I felt the same relief. Well, you know, after seeing everybody bomb and that happens to you, you gotta be oh, oh shit. Well, it was, it was funny. When we did the, the pre-interview for this with Grace and she was talking about how the judges were, she had paid a lot of money for the judges and she called it and said that people are going to come in and squat high and she's yeah. going to sit on the corner of that stage and laugh because there's going to be people bombing out. And though the bomb or the squat is the start of the day, it was the finisher for a lot of people yeah. because most people were either missing their, their first attempts, second attempts, like yeah. barely making it through or they bombed out completely yeah. on it. Bomb out or just leave with what? How many people we seen just left with like, uh, squat? Well, I think, I, I mean, one of there, was, there was one judge on there. I'm pretty sure he only gave two, two white lights the whole day. Yeah, like it was he. It was red lights through the whole thing. I don't know if his clicker broke or what, but it was just red lights. All well, you know what? Eddie Huang actually said, um, "Fuck it, if that's the way the day goes, adjust." You've seen it. How many times you show up at a meet and um, people come back after the bench and be like, "God damn, the pause is a killer today, boys. Lower your temps." And everybody does it. Or God damn, watch it, watch your squats today, boys. The call on it. Like people, when you show up at a meet, you gotta get a taste for it. Well, people were complaining about the judge depth soft floor divots whatever else and he did say the best he's like if you're a true competitor you go out drop your numbers do what you need to do and compete yeah, but, yeah. but we all played on the same playing field today so if you lose it's your fault and um good segue to the heavyweight boys anyway actually he got uh and he got he won his weight class um and i, I think he's hit a, a good show there for for the numbers he had been chasing but he won his weight class i don't think he was going to be we had said necessarily in detention in contention hit the podium for the best lifters because it was so deep especially when you got a guy like yuri in the mix a couple surprises though not as many bomb outs um and and rough goes like the day one but still kevin oak coming in at 222 i believe in the 242 weight class crazy low body weight i think he's probably cutting water just increases Wilkes. Again, 40K on the table. Yeah, you'll probably do that. It's not even about necessarily winning your weight class. That's 1K. Winning by Wilkes is 40K. So I can see why he would do it. But if he posted his warm-up and talk about no uh, any foreshadowing, you're going to have a shitty day. Bro, I think he had spotters jump in on his last warm-up. And he was like, oh, oh no. I don't know if they, I don't know what the weight was on his warm-up. And if they lowered his opener, he didn't get it regardless. And um, so he, he obviously had a rough day and, and bombed out. And I was kind of uh, interested in seeing how he do. Uh, Belkin, I believe he missed, uh, I think he, he missed, missed his opener. opener. Yeah, got his third. I mean, a, a lot of guys, man, just hitting, you know, a, a lot of guys. Well, we had, yeah, Andy Huang actually only got his opener as well. We're just looking at the, uh, the write-ups right here right now. But um, another guy, actually, Larry Wheels has got to be said, uh, he didn't show up in wraps, and people are wondering why he's just showing up in sleeves. He weighed in at 276 pounds, um, and he's in the 308 weight class, only going in sleeves, and he's, he's like a, I mean, obviously he's a massive man, but that's puny for three, or 308. And uh, because he was chasing Eric Lillybridge's record, I think he just fell short, didn't get the Lillybridge record. Uh, I mean, it was tough calls, but still... He ended up winning the 308s, uh, beating Dennis Cornelius, who was an absolute monster, uh, beating quads like Rob. And um, he took, let's take a little look, see. I'm just going to pull up the actual results here. There we go. So, yeah, JP Price 
had a huge, he had another pretty big day. Now, JP, I don't know if anyone's seen the video, oh, when Jesus. he had a walkout, my God, that man looked like he's doing the funky chicken with a thousand pounds oh, on his had, back. He, he had an eight step, thousand pound twerk. Anyone who like was saying, yeah, he was twerking it. Anyone who, like, when people are saying, oh, there's a lot of complaining about the platforms, all right, until you see that video, that's no bullshit. Yeah. You were like, what, is, he, is he walking out on a trampoline? What the hell's going on? Oh, yeah, he, that he, was crazy. That he, was scary. Eh? He, a thousand pounds on he, his back. He missed that lift, but I'll tell you what. I give him credit for the Almost fact that got he, it, though. I, I give him credit for the fact that he didn't just re-rack after that fucking yeah. walkout. Oh, I would have been... Like, if you <laughs> see this walkout... Seriously, people, it's like there's an earthquake going on. Yeah. You're like, what the hell's going on over well, there? I, and he, I would have been like... Told the spotters, all right, gentlemen, I'm about to dump this. Because there's no way I'm squatting down now with a thousand you, pounds. I guarantee you there wasn't a dry pair of underwear in them spotters. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you spotters got to go, fuck my life. Like, this is where I'm, I would have went, fuck this volunteer shit going yeah, home. I'm getting a slice of pizza for this, yeah. man. Please, please. Uh, but they did. Actually, hats off to the spotters. They did a really yeah. good job there. Um, but yeah, JP had a, had a pretty good day. Now, our boy Brennan Allen... Um, He's like one of the best personalities in powerlifting. He fucking came, literally put piece together uh, probably the day of his life and with the last deadlift had a huge, it would have been a massive PR for him, 40K on the line. So $40,000 pull right here and he needed a big, it would have been a big PR. He's known for a squat, got a big bench, a decent dead, but it, he when he needed a big dead, he had it in him and literally at the lockout, one second left with forty thousand fucking dollars on the line, that shit came out of his hands. And you were saying on his Instagram video, he posted early in the day. He's like, "Yeah, right, you know what? Yeah, whatever. Shit happens. It's all good. I mean, fuck it. You know, you gotta take it. You just gotta be a champ." And then by later that night, he's like, "Fuck." Yeah. Fuck. He just, he just the whole day fuck. was back and forth of him driving fuck home. That shit. I, I remember watching. I was dying laughing just watching the whole part of him just. Trying to talk himself into the fact that, you know, it was still a good day or whatever else. And then the next minute, he's just going postal. But, I mean, man, look, at, we've all had meets where it came down to the last dead and maybe you couldn't get it. But 40K, that'll change your year. So, the one thing I noticed was the weights and, and people going for it. Like, I mean, even Cornelius, he competed in the 308 and he was 286 pounds. Yeah, you know what? I'm a little surprised he didn't cut some water. Just because, just a small bump in Wilkes, I'm not sure if it would have made a huge difference, but that's why, like, some people were cut, like, Yuri, it should be said, the guy who won didn't cut it, like, a, any iota of water anyways. He came in, he's in a 242 weight class, he came in 233, and he's competed at 220. If he wanted to, he could have had an even bigger Wilkes. Um, so, let's just take a look at this here. Here's the Wilkes right there. So there's Yuri with a 610. Um, there's Brendan came in at six and then he, I mean, obviously almost pulled for the win. And then Larry wheels with a, uh, five, nine, two in wraps. I just want to take See, a look. See, it's funny here. when I look at that too, it's what I called on Cornelius. He wasn't there with those guys on the deadlifts, but his subtotal was absolutely fucking insane. You know what's surprising? Um, his, his Wilkes, 588. What's his best Wilkes in the IPF were... He did weight cut. It's pretty close. And he didn't have wraps. I, th I think he's actually around. I think he's five, actually five fifty or five sixty. No, no, he's up. He's up. He's close to six. I don't know. Because Ray's close to six, and he's fighting for Ray with it. 
Oh, we got a disagreement here, folks. Pull it up. Randy's going to pull it up on it. I'm pretty sure he's damn close. Because honestly, I was expecting Dennis. Now, some of these guys coming over from the IPF didn't get as much out of the sleeves as some of these fellas who've been doing it in sleeves. You know, obviously sleeves. Wraps, yeah. or, or sorry, I meant to say wraps. Um, some of these fellas who've been doing it in well, wraps. I'm not going to say he didn't because I'll tell you what, on his attempts, I, I definitely think he underestimated what was there that day because or maybe that was it maybe he, he got be, be, like I, th I i firmly believe he would have been in the high nines and i think a 600 bench was there like it's weird because he, he missed his opener but he, ju he jumped because it was just death he it yeah. moved so fast that takes confidence stupid. and shit like with 40k on the but, on the line but when you see that one he yeah. he didn't have depth but oh, i mean it was it was like a he hadn't even left the warm-up room yet like yeah was, yeah yeah well, fair play. Obviously, it's the right move because he ended up putting another seven, uh, 70 pounds on there. But, um, yeah, man, I can't. Like, I don't. I want to know what would happen if uh, if old Belkin would have cut a little weight. It's like 6'10", obviously, is a phenomenal Wilkes. But, but he didn't come in heavy. Well, 233, but he could easily. Obviously, he's way under 242 weight class. He had 24-hour weigh-ins. Like, imagine. Look at Ben Pollock cut 25 pounds in water. I'm not saying you gotta cut that much because obviously, um, you know, that can affect your strength. You don't gotta cut 25 pounds, even 10 pounds. 24 hour weigh-ins, I, I promise you, you cut 10 pounds, people cut 10 pounds of water for two hour weigh-ins. I promise you in a 24 hour weigh-in, you're not feeling 10 pound water cut. So why wouldn't some of these cats cut 10 pounds? You know what I mean? But, uh, I mean, it is what it is. I was a little surprised. A Surpri little surprise, maybe. I don't know if, like, looking at Dennis's Wilkes, I don't know if 10 pounds would have helped him caught up. I mean, Yuri's coming in with a 6'10". Quick question for you, mate. 557. 557? Yeah. When did he get that? Last year. Worlds. I think the year before he got a higher one. <laughs> <laughs> or the USA best. See, I'm not letting it go. See, I knew you checked last year. I think he had. I think he had a so-so last year's world. So, so here's the thing about him, anyways. I do believe he's going to go for the 275 all-time world record here right away soon, anyways. I think he's coming back for it because at 287, he could easily cut down for it. Um. So, uh, so yeah. So one more time, Belkin took first. Brennan Allen with the last dead almost took it. Ended up having to settle for second. Larry Wills took third, despite only being in a. In sleeves and not cutting any water and he's as goddamn shredded and body beautiful as I'll get up is I'll fucking get up okay um, one thing I want to talk to you about pretty crazy Kimberly Walford's not moving into the USBA yeah I've seen that that's pretty crazy yeah. now, it'll be cool seeing her on the deadlift bar but I don't know who she's got to fight against now I, I, in, in the tested division it should be said she's not in the untested she's sticking with the tested so then what is she's gonna be who, who's there for her I don't think there's anybody there for her really to push her not like in the IPF. If she goes untested, she could stay. Well, natty can, she but wants. what the thing is, is that they still compete. They still compete against each other. So it's it's yes, it's it's she'll win the the drug free yeah. thing or whatever. But she still will. I mean, Kimberly's a competitor. She's going to want to go against the best in the world. If she's going to go into that thing, she's going to want to go against anyone else in her world. Yeah, yeah, fair. It's enough. no different than Cornelius. It's no different than, yeah. than. But he, the difference is, he actually hopped in there with those boys head to head, where she'll have to be. I'm wondering if she's even been on the same day or if it's separate. Well, you got to think about we're, we're looking at the Kimberly that's doing IPF. It's, that's coming in water cutting two hours early. Yeah. Right. Not the Kimberly that's coming in. I mean, like I that's know, true. Much, there's factors. There's Twenty-four hour water cut. There's there's wraps. There's, there's wraps. Deadlift bar too. Her in a deadlift bar would be nasty. 
That's like going from an acoustic to plugging in. So my question is, would she even stay at the 70s or was she going to go down to the 60s? Yeah, right? they got, because they got different weight classes, actually. So yeah, they got, what's that weight class? God damn it. Anyways, I don't know. But what I'm saying is that she can either stay in her weight class and put on a, a fair bit of weight and then cut down, or she just cuts to the lower weight class. Probably going to cut to the lower weight class if I did. So you got 24 hours. You know, and putting on weight's tough, man, especially if it's going to be quality. It'll, it'll be interesting to see because, I mean, her at full potential and uh, it will be, that, that's going to be, it's just another competitor to watch, right? Mm-hmm. No, it's, I was surprised to see it. Um, it's going to kind of suck not seeing her at the IPF Worlds because she's literally been in every single IPF World Championships in the Classic Division. Ever since they went Classic, she's been in every single competition. So that's kind of a... I personally don't know the story, but there's something there because I've seen the post. And... We'll see. I mean, I, want to, I don't even want to speculate yeah. because we could be way off base. Yeah. But it kind of is what it is. But So there you go. USAPA just picked up a big member. So that's... They've had quite a few people jump ship now in the last year, hopping on over there. Is that money? Yeah, she's not going for the money. I'm, I'm wondering if she tests the waters on a deadlift bar and in wraps and then decides, hey, where's my total at compared to these other girls? Maybe I can think about it. Although CC, as long as CC's alive, nobody's touching that check. No. I'll tell you that right fucking now. But anyways, is there so, I feel like there's something else I wanted to bring up in powerlifting news. Pardon? What else in powerlifting news? <laughs> you tried to say something. Oh, let's real quick off the top too. Uh, speaking of Kimberly, one of her arch rivals, Isabella Von Weisenberg. Holy shit! Did you see that damn near five hundred pound deadlift she pulled? Here's my thing. I thought about this when I saw it. Is like Isabella seems to be getting stronger as she gets smaller. Yeah, which is makes like, no goddamn sense. Yeah, no, not a fucking bit. But here's the thing is, I wonder if Isabella, because she has gone head-to-head -head against Kimberly every time and lost to her, went, fuck, when Kimberly, because she's going through this massive weight cut yeah, yeah. into doing all these she's things. She's gone. She's gone. And she would have been, she would have been without Kimberly there, probably, a sure shot winning. She yeah. Would, she would have been in there, like. Well, with, with, with what she's doing now at this crazy depleted state, imagine she got to put on another 10 pounds and, and. She'd be crushing even more. You got to. Well, she went. She went against. She she kept losing to Kimberly, and now she's going into the most. The 63s, the stack division going in. She's going against the best of the best for the 63s. Yeah. Which is fucking loaded from one yeah. end to the other. That's like, a shark tank. There's not a shitty competitor on that's the 63s. Yeah, that's right a shark tank. I bet you number 20 would would just kick the shit out of you. Yeah. Rank whoever's ranked number 20 is probably a stud. And she probably would have been just a walk away at the 72 this year. Yeah. Ah! Who's the 72? I don't know. There's never too many walkaways. I can't off the top of my damn head. It's Think about it. It's generally a pretty good gap between... between. Uh, well, Isabel there's, there's Isabella. There's... Uh, well, uh, Anna from Brazil, who's... But it depends. She floats between 84 and 72. You know what? I'd have to check the roster. Um, I, like, I'm be honest. Leading up to U.S. Open, this, I was just paying attention to that. It's a little early to start looking at... We'll obviously do a preview show. Um, obviously, uh, one more thing I want to say too. Looking back with the, because because we just hit a hundred thousand, we're getting a little nostalgic. A couple of guys that we had on a regular basis, um, Joey Flex. Flex. We got to give him a shout out because he was a regular for our preview show. It just reminded me when I was about to say we'll probably have a preview show for the IPF Worlds leading up to. We'll probably have some of the IPF stars on here, um, and we'll, we'll take a look at the roster and see whatever big showdowns. One of the big showdowns I think most people are gearing up for is Russell versus Brett. 
and we all know uh, Joey Flex is Russell's coach, and and there's there's history there with Joey Flex in the 83 kilo class going against Brett, and Brett is like he's starting to become an OG in that 83 kilo class. You go to the worlds, you know we got to do battle with Brett. Watch any him. given day he could take it. Yeah, he yeah. I, he currently has the 83 kilo world record. He comes to compete. There's no, yeah. you know, the last year at the Worlds, he was, I remember seeing him post, he was pretty sick coming into it. Like, his I've seen him. Like, look, there, no bullshit. I saw Brett, like, I know what he posted. i seen him with my own eyes at the World. I was commentating last year's Worlds, and I've seen him backstage. I went to go shake his hand. He's like, man, I don't think you should shake my hand. I'm sick as shit. Look at him. You know some dudes are visibly sick. Yeah. Like, you could tell. There was no, I was like, shit. Like, I was like, damn, Brett, you, this is like five days away. He's like, I know, it'll be all right. It's like, holy shit. Um, so all that, and he's still totaled, I mean, below what he's done before, and obviously came in second by the skin of his teeth. But still, like, he's he's a warrior, and he's he's got uh, the IPF current world record. It's around 816-ish, 817-ish or so. So on any given day, Brett could be the best 83 kilo in the world. If he holds through right now until then, I, I predict him as the winner. I don't... Think he uh, might take Russell? The thing is, Russell is... Russell, Russell, Russell hasn't... Come close to his total yet? Uh, no, I think Russell's best total is seven ninety-seven and a half, which a good twenty-kilo jump. Yeah, if you beat a guy by twenty kilo, you're fairly comfy. Not many guys are gonna overtake you by twenty kilo in the races that close with their last dead. And I think Brett might even outpull Russell, or it's close anyways. But Russell's young as shit, and I honestly got feel like we haven't seen the best of Russell. He's kind of like. Um, Steffi Cohen in this effect where His the Worlds life. could be what Steffi Cohen did at the US Open Russell may do at these Worlds because don't look at his Arnold Classic performance that's not the best Russell it wasn't like like it's the same thing with Steffi Cohen where he's got he's got crazy height some people shit talking let him, let's see what he does I swear man he's he, we haven't seen his best yet anyways we know Brett 100% he, he could take it. Well, if he's if Brett's Brett's on his game like he, he seems to be right now and and he I just want to see stays, he stays injury free. It's Brett may be an OG in this, but his he's still gaining ground. Like there's yeah, yeah. no he's, he's, he's accelerating. I mean, that guy that guy's pushing on an 83 close to a 500 pound bench. So yeah, yeah, that, yeah. He's he's moving some massive weight. And um, Taylor Atwood, his performance at, at speaking about Russell, his performance at Arnold Classic. Listen to me, he out-totaled Russell Orhai at the Arnold Classic, yeah. and he's given up mad size. I've seen, I mean, Taylor, he's another Taylor, guy on the show. Taylor Atwood's probably going to get piss-tested between Arnold's right to through to thing because of his total. Like, yeah. And I'm not, I have no claims that this guy's doing anything. I'm just saying, like... That's how good a performance it was. performance it was. So, yeah, this, guy's probably, so this guy's probably drinking four liters of water a day to piss for them. Like, Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a compliment, they say, when they test you. But, um, yeah, he had a phenomenal showing at the Arnold Classic. Like, honestly, he's try, He's come very close to the World Championships. Always the bride made, never the bride. And goddamn, I think like if any, like honestly, if he per- if, puts, if, if he puts together the performance he did at Arnold Classic, nobody in the world's could stop him. Well, if he puts it together that performance, he's going to take a run at the eighty threes. He could. Uh, he he'd be on the podium. I don't think he gets. It's, it's going to be close. Like his totals will be close. Yeah, I don't think he's got a problem cutting. You know, we should drop. What we'll do is lead up to the world. We'll drop the previously done episodes ever on YouTube. On iTunes, guys, we've interviewed all these guys. We're, we've interviewed Russell Taylor, um, so we might as well drop that content so people get it. Then have them on catching up, like what's new, what's good. Talk about the Arnold Classic and shit like that with some of these guys as well. More content, the better. We'll let you know if it's previously recorded by the and way. We'll but. definitely try to get Joey back on because I mean he gave us the Yen Ru 
He did it last year. That throw. Did he? And yes, and we laughed at him. He's like, because I remember we went through that list, and he's like, "Fuck, who knows? Maybe Yanru will pull a seven or pull seven yeah, yeah, yeah. or something." Like that. Just, just a random comment. Yeah, yeah. Yanru's like my favorite goddamn. <laughs> having got a fucking pull seven fifty. It's like what the fuck. But uh, but anyways, listen, we're moving in on forty five minutes. I want to try to keep these somewhat slower. I'm monitoring uh, how often people listen. We have some shit I want to bring up, but let's save that. Uh, we're booking CC. I'm going to interview CC. My boy Randy's not going to be here, but if we get you back in, i got some topics I want to hit. Listen, guys, make sure you come back. Uh, we're going to be dropping these man, at least once a week, maybe yes. in a few days. Interviewing new interviews coming up and, uh, and me recaps and the latest powerlifting news. So keep following, and, and we'll catch you on uh, the Instagram, KOTL, at King of the Lifts. Anything else you want to say, my man? Thank you. Thank 100,000. Thank 100, you. 100,000. That's, that's the fucking first. Man, we can't even have a goddamn cocktail tonight because you got to work and I got to fucking smash some weights. I'll have to have, you know I'm going to have to drink for you later? I think that's you did. I'll drink for that's you. just your excuse. I was probably going to do it anyway. <laughs> you, you drink every day too. You know what? That's my Wednesday. <laughs> but, you know, fuck. All right, guys. See you later. Peace.